Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have the fallout from WWE Crown Jewel from New Japan Power Struggle, uh, the Drew versus Angle match, your Survivor Series buildup, that and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Wow. Getting better and better, right? It's like you're doing this for a living. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, aka Justin Beefer. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like the Second. way you look that much, oh baby, you should go and book yourself. <laughs> and to Jesus his, to my right, as always, we have two beers. Zach Bowman, what's going on? Two beers. I know my my mama don't like you, and she likes everyone. So. <laughs> oh, damn. And to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to bow our heads for the latest cracking of volume eighty of the Band from Ringside podcast. Chapter 3, verse 14, and the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It is all good, baby. Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. Making a home here at the BFR studio, or at Shock City Studios for the BFR podcast. We have the Merman, Murray Man, Murray. What's going on, Murray? (laughs) It's doing great. I like how you change that up just a little bit every time, kind of like yours. I'm trying trying to streamline it. You know, like, I, I think last week I said... Murray like 16 times you in your introduction in too, yeah. so I'm trying to sh- I'm trying to shave it down to just eight or nine times how Murray you doing Murray man Murray sounds great and I am great um should I be plugging uh yeah let's plug YouTube? the YouTube channel that is upcoming coming soon from band for ringside so technically we're live right now but I'm just <clears throat> testing the footage because I haven't gone live on YouTube yet but we did de- we did uh sit back last Sunday um when we were supposed to be doing the forehands of it but unfortunately got, that got postponed um so we went hey, back Sam. uh to the green screen and we did a bunch of fun uh, little activities on there so hopefully soon i would say within the month or so um that will be ready to go and for all of you to enjoy yeah we're looking forward to that uh we are coming at you from the exquisite shock city studios and beautiful Downtown, I guess, downtown adjacent St. Louis, Missouri. Am I the only one that likes it when it gets dark early? Like, nah. hell no, nah, man. man. Shit. I, I, I That's guess, depressing as I fuck. guess I am. I like it because I'm a big advocate for going to bed early. Yeah, man. So I, like, just, I just want to go to bed at like 7 30 or 8 there, every night. There's nothing better than going to bed. What's wrong with y'all, man? Y'all are getting old or what? We got Sam the Mauler Mall turning the knobs tonight. Mr. Perfect's in the house. And uh, before we get too far into it, uh, we got to get to that day one ish sponsor, Soul Taco, baby. Soul Taco with that best Korean Mexican fusion food that you didn't know you needed in your life if you'd never had it. I Trust me, you need it. Uh, they got places in. Uh, the U-City Loop in St. Louis, Missouri. Two food trucks driving around St. Louis, Missouri. They also got a place in Chesterfield, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. Is there one I'm forgetting? There probably is, but they got two more places open up. Guys, if you haven't had Soul Taco, I promise you they have the best food going around. Fast, casual, tacos, burritos, quesadillas, potstickers. It's all the best stuff. If you haven't had it, what are you doing? Yeah, oh, what are shit. you guys doing? If you guys are new to the podcast, uh, they have been with us since day one, and we're coming up on a year and a half now of doing this podcast. So check them out. They've been loyal sponsors, and we're not lying when we tell you it's the best food 
uh, going around, the best fast casual food, the best pizza going around is that t- day two-ish sponsor. Like That's JJ Twigs on Southampton. I like what you did there. Now, I went there on Sunday. There you go. You without, guys, without us. No, but you guys got invited. Oh, on man. Sunday, you do, you just told us where you were going. You didn't invite us. Thank you. I was just getting ready. No, to say, I said you guys should meet. A, listen, if I tell you guys where I'm going, if I say I'm going to JJ Twigs on Southampton, you guys. So if you say you're going to the bathroom, you gonna let me in there too? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys? No. <laughs> did you guys really not take that as an invite? No. Hell no. <sighs> That's ridiculous. I went up to JJ Twigs. I got their breakfast pizza. I added some bacon. And some Canadian bacon. You can get any type of pizza you want up there, but I'm telling you that the specialized, personalized pizza that they have up there, because every place is a franchise, and the JJ Twigs in Southampton has their own menu, and that menu is delish. Gluten free options promise, too. Gluten free options too. They make strong drinks. It's a family place, so you can bring your family there. It's also a bar if you feel like going up there and sitting next to me at the bar, maybe watching a couple basketball games, watching a couple football games. You can do that also. That's JJ Twigs on Southampton. Tell them the band from band from Ringside sent you. And without further ado, we'll get to our three count. JCB, what you got? Allow me to quote the great Danny Glover when I say, "I'm too old for this shit." We're gonna go back to Saudi Arabia for the train wreck that was Crown Jewel. Before you get too far off, we said on the way here that we're going to go the bad, bad news, news first to the good news. Yeah. So we're going to start off. So if you think that we're going to be too negative, you've already clicked on, you've already listened. We're about to get negative here. Yeah, for, just, just let me get it off my chest for a little bit. And me and Zach and Murray, maybe Sam. Who knows? Sam might jump in. I, you know, there's always room for him. So are we going from like the Civil War to the War of 1812? I mean, I didn't really see anything good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's dig into it. Uh, Brock Lesnar, first and foremost, obviously regains the universal title in essentially a squash match, in my opinion, against Braun Strowman. Shane McMahon wins the WWE World Cup after Miz twists his ankle, going outside the ring to chase Dolph. Shane comes in and inserts himself into the tournament in the finals and beats Dolph Ziggler, which I guess that makes sense. That's a bar. Um, the bar retains the, the tag titles, whatever. Um, I don't even remember that. Am I missing something? I don't know. Uh, th- yeah. No, yeah, you're missing the biggest barf of the entire Shane, event. to me, was the biggest barf. You're missing... Shawn Michaels making his in-ring oh, yeah. return oh, yeah, I forgot about with that. Triple H against Undertaker and Kane, yeah. and which which had to be the slowest, oldest match in WWE history. There couldn't have been a slower, older match. I guess because certainly couldn't have been an older match. I guess the reason I forget about it, or I'm trying to forget about it, is. Every time I think about that match, I think about Shawn Michaels on the top rope doing the moonsault. And Kane and Taker were basically in position to catch this man. Okay? You said it was moving slow, so Shawn took his time. It looked like Varys from Game of Thrones. Good call. (laughs) Shawn flips off, and I'm like, oh, man, that's a nice moonsault. Okay. Oh, shit. It was like the Red Sea parted. They both stepped aside. Sean plants his fucking face. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this? That would have been a nice moonsault from the high dive into a pool. 
He was <laughs> landing on his head. He did not. He did not rotate. If he if they would have caught him, it would have been better. But that's what they're supposed to do, though. They're supposed okay. to catch him. And Taker knew that he didn't after they were both laying there, and Sean's cussing his brains out under his breath for the most part, and Taker has to put his hand on his chest and like rolls his own D- eyes. Don't like, put that on Sean. That's on Taker and Kane. All right, that's fine. Okay, let me uh, let me narrow this conversation down a little bit. Who do you think hurt those? Who do you think hurt their legacy the worst? Out of those four. <laughs> you can go with this one. <laughs> Zach, you have any thoughts? Oh, it, I mean, definitely Sean. Did you watch the match? I did. I uh, know you uh, unsubscribed to the WWE Network. A man of principle right here, ladies <laughs> yeah. and gentlemen. I unsubscribed, but I mean, my thing was still going to the 19th. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> right. so I guess I can watch. Plus, I mean, I was going to rewatch. Will it be, will it be rewatch... going again at Survivor Series? No. Okay. Um, uh, I'll so, give you my password. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I watched the return of HBK. I mean, he did, after Triple H's injury, have to basically carry that match. He looked the best out of the four of them, uh, but, I mean, he still didn't look great. Like, he definitely, out of all of them... Hunter had one arm. Yeah, Hunter had one arm. Hunter got hurt so early. You can't, very yeah, early. Sean so was you, carrying the match, mostly. You can't really say anything. You know, his last match was against Taker, and Taker was worse than he was, so it's hard to say. And then what was the one before that? I mean, he hasn't been in any kind of like... I know what I could say. I could say, don't come back at all. Yeah. And then you won't have to carry a 28-minute... I don't know why it was so long. It was so long, man. Because they wanted to give the, the Saudi fans their money's worth. Okay, that's great. They got their money's worth, but then guys paid the price for it. Yeah, but there there are there are audibles that these guys can call throughout matches, and if if Hunter's hurt, they could say maybe we don't do the whole twenty eight. Maybe we just go for another ten minutes and then we call it. Who do you think's calling that audible? It's Hunter. Hunter and Hunter is not no going to do that because he's the guy that so finished he's with cut his, Yeah, thank you. Torn eight, you know. You think he's cutting yeah. that match short? He, t- well, he, he tore his pectoral, right? Yes. Yeah. They should have just brought in the best in the world, Shane, to help finish that <laughs> match. <too. laughs> we'll he's get pretty to that, fucking man. <laughs> we'll get to that. Hold on a second. I, I really want to know, who do you think hurt their legacy the worst? Because Hunter has had good matches over the last five or six years uh, in main event matches. I know that the Hunter-Roman Reigns-WrestleMania match was not great. The Hunter-Seth Rollins match was pretty good. I know that he had two matches against Taker that were probably like seven or eight years ago. So who hurt their legacy the worst? I mean, definitely HPK because Kane's been hurting it and Undertaker's been hurting it. Uh, same thing. Like, you know, he had a lot go- a lot more going for him coming back since he, you know, was the one that said he wasn't going to all this time. And now that he was after eight years, we all expected a lot from him. Now, granted, he didn't destroy the match, but he was the one with the most to lose as a performer in that match that's exactly i I mean i agree with that completely jcb for sure i was gonna say the last match i remember sean wrestling in i was physically there and it's one of the greatest yeah it was it was easily one of the greatest moments of my wrestling life so far that's to to this day when people ask me what the what the best match i've ever seen not live but i mean watching on tv i like in the in the in the in the conversation is taker hbk2 right and that was such an emotional roller coaster ride. That's why I was saying leading up to Crown Jewel, I just didn't want to see him even Ooh. tarnish what that match meant to me and maybe 
plenty of other people. And I know, I'm, you know, people are like, don't be a fanboy. Don't be a fanboy. Look, I'm a fan first. I analyze second. So, for, of course, my knee-jerk reaction people is tell I don't want to... you to not be a fanboy? All the time. <laughs> Coming from... All the fucking time. Fanboys. I mean, like, I'm not saying this derivative... Or I'm not saying this as a pejorative or anything. You're one of those. You're one of the most negative people on the WWE product that I know. <laughs> so who tells you to not be a fanboy? Are you talking about idiots on Twitter? Yeah, of course. Don't talk about them. I'm an idiot on Twitter. Don't Hashtag listen to anything I say. Follow BFR Bill. Yeah, follow BFR Bill. Man, I need the followers. God damn, I got like 85. I'm putting out good stuff there. But, and just dogging them on the same time I mean, every week. Okay, so I think that HBK. I mean, tarnish his legacy might be too far to go, but he kind of tarnished his legacy. Yeah, no, there's, there's I mean, no why would you it. ever come back? Because you went out on one of the highest spots ever in this huge, great match between you and Taker, and then you sully it with this garbage thing. Now, maybe he got paid, I don't know. I'm sure he got paid. Maybe he got paid $400,000, which is hard to turn down. I feel like he at least got a million dollars. I don't know. I, don't I think know. if... I have no idea. I have no idea where to even gauge it. Because Taker gets like a million for coming back. And I mean, Sean hasn't wrestled in eight years. All right. And that's hard to turn down. Mm -hmm. Like, no doubt. Like, he's a human. That's hard. That's money that's hard to turn down. Got a lot of hip surgery. I will. But, but. If you're, if you're taking that much money, it's not really on you to, uh, to be able to shape your legacy. Like we're allowed to talk about your legacy if you if you're allowed to take that much money. And if you take that much money and put on a shit ass match like mm-hmm. that, then you've tarnished your legacy. The second one to me would be Taker, who looked old and slow it was and awful. goddamn, it looks like a legends match out there, man. It was worse than that. Yes, I, I it was worse see, than that. I would rather see the Sheik versus Who's the oh? What's that dude's name? Duggan. 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 I would see that. I would rather see them go for an hour than to see Taker in the ring ever. Because again. because Taker yeah. was so good. I remember when Taker used to run the ropes oh, as yeah. a forty five year old, and he'd run those ropes harder than anybody you've ever seen. Man, those ropes would dip, and, and he'd do that like, over the top rope suicide dive. Like he was the yeah, big there man. Were a couple that did times, the- yeah, he's the phenom. They don't call him the phenom because. His character. They call him the Phenom because he was so big and so agile for so long. So fucking athletic. Because the Phenom was not a, uh, you know, I might get killed on Twitter and Facebook for this, but I don't think he was called the Phenom until he got older. And I think he was called the Phenom because he was so athletic and so agile for being such a big guy at such an advanced age. And that whole period where it was like the, the ministry and the corporate ministry, like I told you, I was watching all the old Smackdowns again. That period of time, he was in his absolute prime. He looked amazing. He moved amazing. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons why people want to see him still, because they hope that he'll be able to work like that again. And he just fucking can't. They need to let it go. I agree. And uh, that match sucks, but we got to keep it going. Uh, So we'll move to Shane, (laughs) then pulling the fast one on the fans and saying that they had the World Cup tournament, best out of eight. (laughs) Best eight wrestlers or whatever it was supposed to be. World Cup tournament, even though we're all from America except for Rey Mysterio. He's an American citizen. So They had very Jesus short Christ. matches the entire time. It was all very short matches. I will say that the Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler match was very good, but of huh. course those guys Shocker. can work really well together. Randy Orton was good, too. Or Ray, Ray and Orton were, was pretty decent, too. They What's work that? well together. It was only like six minutes, though. I, no, I agree, but the spots they put in there were at least decent. Fine. But 
when you have an injury angle in the end of the World Cup and then you have Shane McMahon come in and Shane McMahon wins and calls himself the best in the world and celebrates like he's fucking Eugene or something. Like he just goes <laughs> nuts. I think that's part of it. What's what what do you think, Zach? I was talking with Murray before you guys came in and I mean, this was this was always planned, apparently. I thought it was a I That's thought what Meltzer was, says. Yes. Meltzer says it was always planned. I, I thought it was Shane a swerve was win. because, you know, fucking Cena dropped out or yeah. whatever. And Might have been an audible. They figured that they would just put it on a McMahon because it doesn't really mean anything at that point. But apparently this was, you know, the plan the whole time and it's leading to a Shane heel turn. And, you know, like we need another McMahon authority heel figure. You know, just, I don't know. I didn't really give a fuck because I didn't care about the thing to begin with. So people were outraged, and I was just like, okay, whatever. It's a fucking joke of a fucking show. It's a joke of a fucking tournament. Who the fuck cares? I don't care either, but the I'm not outraged either. But the other reason I think it's bullshit is because you you they ask the fans to care. Oh, sure. And then they have Shane come in, swoop in, and win the damn thing. And then... They kind of hedged their bets on SmackDown, and they backed down from him being a heel. What do you think, JCB? See, y'all being too nice. Okay, that's what the problem is. When you finally get Miz in a situation, get me. me, When you got Miz in a situation where you can finally ask him to put him over, he is now the best in the world. If you don't want to make him the world heavyweight champion, fine. You need to put Miz over. He's right there in that spot. All you had to do was just let them go out, have a 15, 20-minute match. They remind us of the uh, the IC rivalry they had back in the day where they put the belt up against uh, Dolph Ziggler's career. Dolph Ziggler won that match, and it was a great fucking match. I love that match. All you had to do was plant that seed and let them go, have Miz go over. Or Ziggler. Or Ziggler go over. I don't care. I personally want Miz to go over just because I like Miz better, and Miz will be a better world champion. But either one of them would have either one of them would have been more than acceptable. You, if this was the plan to begin with, then why waste our time? Just flip Shane heel. He doesn't need a reason to flip heel. He's McMahon. Just do it. Damn, he's right, guys. I hate to admit when he's right, but he's right. That's all you had to do. You had to go not, and this is why. Fucking hate WWE because every fucking time they got a chance to turn, <laughs> flip somebody, make somebody a fucking star. Fucking Apollo Cruz is beating fucking Jinder Mahal, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? They they bury both of these motherfuckers like shit for like months, and then all of a sudden Apollo Cruz wins. It's like Rrr. Jason, <laughs> why you're still mad? Jason, why you're still mad? What? <laughs> what? Brock Lesnar beat Braun Strowman. <laughs> Man, fuck that. Less dog. than four minutes. <laughs> all right. Seriously? Keep, all right. Keep going. Okay. Go. So we can talk Go. about that. All right. Let's now, talk here's about my it. problem with this. If you're going to build Braun Strowman <laughs> up, which clearly they've done, you can't let this man get squashed. Even if he's injured, even if you don't think he's the man, Damn even if you right, think that right. if you think that you're going to give Brock the championship so he can go into UFC and go get crushed by Daniel Cormier, fine. That's your prerogative. I get the why. You can't book it this way. You have now destroyed everything you've done with Braun Strowman in the months you build him up. All the Roman Reigns hype is now poof, gone because you want to try to be cute. You're going to get paid anyway. Just let the shit fall the way it's supposed to fall. I had an argument today about this. I don't want to see things happen because it, it looks cool. It has to make fucking sense. If this doesn't make sense, then why the fuck am I wasting my time at 
2.30 in the afternoon on a Friday in the afternoon while I should be getting ready for work. I'm watching this bullshit and I'm laughing my ass off. That was my knee-jerk reaction. I laughed my motherfucking ass off when they finally happened. I was like, damn, I can't even get mad. This shit's funny. This is so fucking ludicrous. It's not, I can't even get mad. It's just fucking funny. The Shane shit made me mad. The Jacob and Kane shit made me mad. Brock made me laugh. I'm mad now because you pushed the button and you just set me <laughs> off. But that when it happened, easily just laughed my ass off because that's just how Vince is. He's so short-sighted. He doesn't see the big fucking picture. And if he does see the big picture, it's the wrong big fucking picture. All right, now talk Jake. about whenever Vince dropped the N-word. <laughs> Man, good. <laughs> I'm sorry. That shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go to McDonald's, when I ask for ketchup on my hash browns, they only give me two packets. <laughs> Man, shit. First and foremost, you need, you need more than two packets. <laughs> all, right, all, right, that's, all right, that's enough. All right, Zach, what do you think about uh, Braun getting uh, basically squashed by Brock in three minutes and fifteen seconds? And it's ridiculous. I mean, I know supposedly he's injured. He's got blown out knees. He can barely walk. Um, yeah, I'm running around. Fucking who? Brock? Yeah, no, Braun. Braun. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, like. He said it was fucking ridiculous. When I saw it on Twitter, I was like, of course they did that. Uh, I, the belt doesn't mean anything to anybody uh, except Roman Reigns. And I mean, that's all. It was finally where it was supposed to be. And now that's gone. And uh, it's just going to stay gone. Oh, Seth is going to get a little Murray, swing at what do you think? at some point. I, I mean, I think, Mur- I think that I don't think Murray's going to get a swing at it. I think that Seth's going to get a swing at it eventually. But right. what do you what, think WrestleMania? about WrestleMania? You said I won't get a swing at it? Jesus, that's a lot. Anyways, I, I... I mean, at the belt. I will try. Okay. Well, uh, shit. Yeah, just about to say, don't get that started. It's all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look. Yeah, they squashed the shit out of Braun. And if he wasn't hurt, they... they I mean, he, it took five F5s. So what? Roman is really the only one... Yeah. But I That's I'm not, 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 to, not to discredit what you said, because it's no, exactly it's, true. It's totally true. <laughs> you know, but... I just I just have a problem with how it was opera how it was uh, just here's the done. thing That's here's the thing it, it was a squash it was a squash that Braun got some he got some respite from because he took five f fives or and whatever he got it hit was by the belt and he got hit by the belt before. by the the problem is the problem is that do. Baron Corrin basically offered. No explanation about why he did it. He said, I hope that Braun learns that this is a learning experience. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, hey, by the way, uh, do you know what the the fucking main event for TLC is? What? Braun versus Corbin. <laughs> Stop. Are you serious right now? They just announced it uh, to the uh, venue so they can start promoting it. I mean, that, that, that those don't always <laughs> stick, though. No, but they just changed it from Braun versus... I forget who he was, but yeah, they just changed it. Here's the, here's the most important thing that you have to remember is that when when Reigns goes out, when Reigns goes out and shit like when when shit happens like this, Vince is always going to return to his guaranteed money. And your guaranteed money, he's not going to take a risk on Braun. He's not going to take a risk on Finn. He's not going to take a risk on Seth. He's going to go back to his guaranteed money. And his guaranteed money in situations like this is Brock Lesnar. He's going to go outside that, I mean, of his own guys. I, he's never going to go outside of his own guys. He's always going to 
go to his guaranteed money. He's not going to go to a risk because, like I constantly have to remind people, this is a publicly traded company, multi-million dollar company that he is not going to take a risk on. So if you get mad about the booking in WWE, then you better start watching New Japan, which brings us to our... To count, you, you, you go you throw a away. rock through a fucking window in Wall What'd Street. You say? If you're, you're mad, getting away. you're what getting you, away. What do you mean I'm getting away? We're, we're going to come back to this. All right, okay. We're, we're going to talk about New Japan. New Japan. All right, so yeah, on to some fucking, <laughs> on to some fucking good wrestling. Some Jesus good wrestling, Christ, it yeah. only, it only took us fucking 25 <laughs> minutes to get here. So he got me started, man. That's just oh, we can bitch. Uh, we'll God skip. Damn, we're good at bitching. We'll skip over the first few matches. Uh, yeah, I guess get to the nitty gritty. Yeah, <laughs> Unl- unlike all the other wrestling podcasts out there, we are really good at bitching. The rest of them, they just talk about all the good stuff. But all we do, <laughs> we just bitch about Vince. I don't know. I don't listen to other wrestling podcasts. Good answer. Oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, you know, we had some tag matches open up. Uh, power struggle, like we always do. I'm not going to talk about the Okada Beretta White and Folly match, but afterwards we got some cool storyline stuff. Uh, uh, Jay White and Okada going after each other. Uh, Okada saying, getting in the ring and saying, "Come at me, you know, anytime. Let's do it right here, right now." And White acting like he's going to come down to the ring, and uh, then just turns around and leaves all the fans with blue balls. It's pretty fucking great. So White's a great character. Hey, Amen. He is switchblade. Yeah, the Switchblade and Okada, so that's set up for Russell Kingdom. Hasn't stabbed at anybody the Tokyo yet, Doom. whatever. It's <laughs> no Happy Gilmore. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we had Omega and Kota Ibushi, the Golden Lovers. Uh, they beat Tanahashi and David Finlay in a fantastic match. Of course, we all knew Finlay was there to get the pin, because you're not going to pin any of those guys. I was tweeting about it, and I was like, man, imagine if Finlay was Okada in this match, because they're going to be teaming up on this uh, this tour coming up. Uh, with the fucking mega powers. Like, that's a dream match right there. Uh, Show and Yo won the tag tournament in a three-way. So they're going to face that's hot. the uh, junior heavyweight tag champions at the uh, Wrestle Kingdom. So that'll be good. Second year in a row that they won. So they're a fucking great team. Love Rocky Ramiro and Rapungi 3K. Go to Pentaichi to win the Never title. Should have been Will Ospreay. Terrible fucking match. Let's Look, get to the good stuff. Looks like Goto fucking just got his bell rung and it took like 10 minutes for that match to start i hate come it. on we got good stuff to get to come on ishii and suzuki so i know you watched this match what uh, what'd you think about I it i did i i like this match a lot i thought the uh i thought the the uh it i thought that it was uh violent yes they hit the shit out of each other. I thought that it was almost unnecessary how much they hit the shit out of each other. Shit. Let like, them motherfuckers fight. We're talking, I mean, but if we're worried <laughs> they about got see- beef, let them fight. Fucking Suzuki's 50 years old. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we're talking about how old, like, Taker and everybody is. He's 50 and he's out here doing killer matches. I mean, every that, fucking that week. was, I mean, that was, if we're talking about how old Taker and Michaels and Triple H are, Suzuki put on the best match a 50 year old has put on. This week, except for maybe Jericho. Oh yeah, I gotta watch. <laughs> Who's that. also almost fifty, but Suzuki Ishii was uh, very violent, almost unnecessarily violent. For it wasn't as guys. bad as the Ibushi one, though. The Ibushi one, I said I would never watch again. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. No, you're right. It wasn't bad as that, but they were they were hitting the shit out of each other. It, it was rough. It was pretty rough. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Uh, the Saber Junior. Versus, well, I'll ask you what you think about Saber Junior versus Naito. 
Oh man, you know me. I was gonna say I'm my rooting interest is obviously for Naito, but it it was it was weird in the sense that where you have Zack Sabre Jr. kind of dominating the match, but then all of a sudden you see Naito kind of pull it out at the very end, which got which is cool. It gets him on the board, and then obviously it sets up uh, Jericho versus Naito at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, um, probably for Naito to get the belt back, but that's another story for another time. Um, Jericho Evil was actually pretty good. I, I kind of had a, some high expectations coming into it because obviously watching the train wreck over in Saudi, you know, this was going to be my escape from that nonsense. I thought it was a really it good match. It was a different kind of train wreck. It was a, yeah, and it was a physical kind of train wreck where both guys took spots. You had a pile driver on the table. You had Jericho taking a, uh, a spot onto the table by Evil throwing him off. Oh, man, his fucking hip. Had to not feel good on yeah, that plane see, ride. Then uh, Bill said it too that um, I don't think he trusted the fall where that was Jericho's fault. Where he should have just fell back and just did like a, a trust fall and just make sure that evil takes care of him. Versus right. on the way back, he kind of turned to his side or whatever yeah. and got his hip and put, you know, he, his ribs he, or whatever. He put his leg down before he hit the table, which is probably more dangerous. I didn't it, see that. Those New Japan tables are no fucking joke either. Yeah, I was going to say that. They hardly ever break. They got the real, like, s- thicker like, steel bars to keep them reinforced. It's not, it's no no joke. I wouldn't even try to take a, a fall through that. So I, I don't watch as much New Japan as you guys, but I've been watching it for probably 14 months or something like this. I, I know that Naito and Sabre Jr. are probably my two favorite dudes. And they had a great match. I mean, Naito knows how to fight Sabre Jr. It wasn't my favorite Sabre Jr. match. Uh, Evil Jericho was great. It's hard not to focus on Jericho just because I've been watching him for 20-some-odd years, and it's interesting to watch him. I I mean, he's the fat old guy now. I mean, <laughs> That fat old guy was still putting on better matches than what I've seen any other places. Not going no doubt. Names. No doubt. And Evil's only 31, and that, that was a really fun match. He uh, was good. Yes, evils. Yeah, and uh, Suzuki uh, Suzuki Ishii was Ishii's my man. Like I, I fucking love him. Like I think he he's probably one of the most underrated New Japan guys as far as the top guys go. I say it all the he's, time. He's likely going to put on the match of the night on any card that he is. He's very likely to do that. So um, what are we thinking going into Wrestle Kingdom? Because we're probably only two months or. Less than two months away from Wrestle Kingdom, which is the fourth of uh, January. For those of you that don't know, Wrestle Kingdom is New Japan's WrestleMania, and it happens on January fourth every year, no matter what. Doesn't matter what kind of day it falls on. It's actually the January fourth show at the Tokyo Dome, but it's been Wrestle Kingdom for thirteen years now. So yeah, that's gonna suck. That's gonna be a Friday morning for my black ass. I'm gonna be up early and then have to go to work. Um, The card is pretty much starting to set up. Obviously, we got the the main event. Okada versus I'm um, Okada Omega versus uh, Tanahashi. You're gonna Main have now. It'll, um, be, it'll be killer. You, you now got Jericho Naito. You're gonna have which um, Jericho says is not happening, but it's you know it's but, gonna yeah, happen. Yeah. The big question mark to me at this point is what's going to happen with the U.S. title because Cody Rhodes, if I'm not mistaken, his contract expires January 1 of 2019. Obviously, Russell Kingdom is three or three days after the fact, so. Either he's going to have to re-up or they're, they're probably going to have to take the belt off of him in, in some form or fashion, maybe beforehand. So something to look forward there. Uh, Young Bucks, same way. They're the uh, – no, they're not the IWGP Tag Team Champions anymore. Um, 
G.O.D. is the tag team champion. So they have they need a match to uh, at some point. They'll they're not put, even in World Tag League. Yeah, so. no, they, they are in World Tag League. No, they're not wrestling. They're on. They're in the block. Guys, we can sell this. I mean, off the podcast. Let's Google it. Oh my god, let's this Google is so it. You Google it. You, can you keep it. talking. You keep talking. You know what? Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, so they're they're going to need a match at some point. Um, Kushida and. Ishimori is going to be for the junior t- uh, heavyweight title, so that's going to be a nice little match. Uh, Ishimori jumped uh, Kushida after their uh, six-man tag at the power struggle and, you know, snatched the belt up, put the foot on and everything. So basically that's going to go down. So, I mean, it's starting to sh- set up as a full card. It's just some holes need to be filled. All right. Now I'm going to keep it moving to our three count. And the three count uh, this week, fellas, is I wanted to talk about the main event at Raw, which was Drew McIntyre versus Kurt Angle, where it was supposed to be Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin, but uh, kayfabe style, style. he decided to put uh, Drew McIntyre in against Kurt Angle, and and Drew McIntyre proceeded to basically do an 11-minute squash against Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle got in a little bit of offense, but Drew McIntyre, as the cocky heel that he's been portrayed to be, yeah, um, like that shit, ha- uh, beat Kurt Angle with his own moves <laughs> in a Raw main event, which is strange. Like you don't see stuff like that in a Raw main event, which is why it stuck out so much to me. He put Kurt Angle, uh, or he gave Kurt Angle at least two Olympic slams. Yeah. And ankle then lock. tapped him out ankle with lock, the ankle man. lock. God, which, I can't believe he tapped him out. That's so was, crazy to me. Which was awesome. I it, it. it essentially adds up to a squash for an up-and-comer versus a legend. And like I put on Twitter, at BFR Bill, I'm not even saying anybody else's because <laughs> I need the followers. Wow. At BFR Bill, you probably can f- hashtag you, follow you, BFR Bill. You, you can find the rest of them. <laughs> can but, you say the rest of our like social media besides us? Yeah, it's at BFR Bill, 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 and at BFR Bill. No, no, no. There's BFR Pod too. That that helps you out. BFR Pod on Twitter. Oh yeah, at BFR Pod. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah BFR on that. Instagram. But follow at BFR Bill. <laughs> Friends of BFR. You guys all have thousands of followers. Like, what the Back fuck am I supposed to do? Facebook as well. Well, I'm trying. Look, I'm I'm allowing you to say <sighs> BFR, BFR Bill, Bill, BFR JCB, BFR Zach with an H, BFR Murr with two R's. Uh, at a Samo. Help right? me help you. A Samo. A Samo. Oh, you don't follow him? Oh, we're boys on Twitter. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't Call worry about out, it. man. Don't worry about it. Okay, fair we enough. Like, we like each other's stuff all the time. Right no, on. it's fine. But this is what a legend is supposed to do when Agreed. he comes back. Agreed. A legend like Kurt Angle is supposed to come back and job to the next big guy that's supposed to come back. And this is why this segment stood out to me the most is because in WWE, you have all these legends, Rey Mysterio not included, because Rey Mysterio looks fantastic. He's, he's still, still going. going. He's, he's he, still going. Oh, man, he's still going. Him, him versus Almas, and we'll get to it in a little bit later. I loved it so much. But Angle is supposed to go out there and job to these guys. And he has no problem Be- doing it. No. Well, Angle certainly doesn't. Maybe oh. other guys do, but right. Angle oh, yeah. Angle probably had a conversation with Vince and Drew McIntyre where he's like, "Hey, you should lose. You should use the Angle Slam on me. 
Like, hey, you should you should tap me on the ankle lock. Yeah, he's doing everything right, which is a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's you're supposed to go out on your back. And Angle doesn't look like he has a whole lot left in the tank, which is fine. The guy's the guy's done enough, which means he's doing it right, though. Which means he's doing it right. And McIntyre was perfect in his role. McIntyre was yelling at him in the face. McIntyre could have put him away five minutes earlier, but decided to drag it out because he knew he was going to beat him. And to me, that's a perfect way to end the Raw rather than some shit-ass talking segment where Triple H and Shawn Michaels are talking shit to Kane. <laughs> For me, the Who, by the to- way, Kane was the MVP of that Crown Jewel match, but I mean... <laughs> But this the perfect was way, way to better. end Raw is an hour earlier, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> my yes. mask. You're right. <laughs> right. But, uh, my mask. Yeah, I was going to say, stop it. That Sean, was not the Sean MVP. Michaels doing a moonsault. Where's my mask? Yeah, <laughs> fuck out of here, the MVP. Not the truth. Please. He's the MVP. Whatever. Go ahead, Zach. My only thing the only guy with can still it, move. I'm totally with you on Legends doing the only jobs. Guy can still fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, dude. Nobody wants to think about Kane having sex. What's wrong with you? He's a necrophiliac anyway. I mean, oh, come on, man. Don't, don't encourage this bullshit. Stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we all remember that. Drink. How dare you? <laughs> so, uh, yes. I totally agree with you. Legends should do the jobs. He should go out on his back. And that's absolutely fine if they aren't going to use him anymore, which I don't even think they really need to well, because he is not what he once was. But if they're going to use him in the future, he looks like a fucking joke. Like, Ouch. I would have liked McIntyre. Hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh, shit. McIntyre beating a slightly more competitive angle puts him over even more, is all I, I'm saying. Yeah, but I think calling angle a joke is a little bit insulting to angle just because angle's going out there just doing everything that he can. Like, he's not trying, he's not trying to get championships like Triple H, and he's not trying to headline. And that's. Sh- that's yeah, that's totally good. I'm but fine with it if that's the, the case. The thing is, he's got a ton of goodwill. People still chant for him. People still oh, yeah. love Angle, and that's when when people still love you and you still seem viable is when you should put guys over, not when you're done at the end of your career to put a guy over, which Undertaker still didn't do versus Bray Wyatt. Yes, they're sorry, still gonna, they're Jason. Gonna, sorry, oh. Jason's been right forever. I'm they're sorry. still going to love Angle <laughs> even if he puts the young guys over. If anything else, they're going to love him even more because, you know, most, he's a, most he's a fighting legend. Like That's what I mean. I just want him right. to still be viable. Right. I don't want him to look like shit. I'm not saying he is a joke. I'm saying if you do him like that, he will turn into one. Right. I want him to still be viable. Yes, I totally agree. To put agree. guys over. And look, and Drew is a monster. They're working him towards being an even bigger monster. He's going to be gold like he He wa- could be the guy. He 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 is and he was supposed to be years and years ago and it didn't work out. He he owned his craft elsewhere, came back. Now he's the shit. He's only getting better Man, and beating great. somebody who used to be the wrestling machine, no matter what state he, that guy is in, is going to make them both look great. Exactly. Like exactly. And Drew was at this perfect Nexus of sorry, pardon the pun, but this perfect <laughs> perfect nexus for uh, for Vince is that he's this huge guy that's completely polished that can carry his own on the mic. Yeah, he can talk, that, and he can also be put into a main event 
uh, program at any time, basically. Good promo, even, even big, though- hairy chest with that dick like Grenade Dupree. What the fuck, man? He does not have a Grenade Dupree dick. And if you want to see really? more about Grenade Dupree's dick, tune into our future podcast or our future YouTube. Yeah, we have a YouTube channel where <laughs> it's we, all about spend, we spend dick. a lot of time hey, talking hey, about hey, Renee hey. Dupree's dick. <laughs> hey, the, all like I got to say is like, I'm the one editing these uh, things we did on YouTube. Make the dick bigger. I don't. I won't Whoa. have. I won't have to. Yeah. No shit. Just no. That guy's got a fucking hog, man. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree is going to be a reoccurring thing on our YouTube channel. I'm just putting that out there. That's I'm good. psyched, and that's gonna be it for our three counts. We'll. We only got like ten minutes left. Jason, do the uh, F and B eatery, please. F&B Eatery on 3453 Southampton, the corner of Southampton and uh, Marquette's. I will be there hopefully on Friday afternoon tomorrow, somewhere around 1 o'clock, right before I go in and serve the good public their entrees for the evening. Um, Hours, because I always keep forgetting about saying the hours. Hours are 8 to 2 on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'm sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, they just do one service, if I'm not mistaken. That is from 5 to 8. And then Sunday, they do just one service. That's a lunch service from 8 to 2 as well. Obviously, you could go to Facebook and find them on Facebook. Follow them. They usually tell you any specials that might be coming up. Things that you might need to know if they're closing, they closed on Halloween. And obviously, that's something to know if you're just out and about and you want to get grab a bite to eat. You would know that F&B Eatery was closed because why? You follow them on Facebook. So like I said, check them out. F&B Eatery, 3453 Southampton on the corner of Hampton and Marquette. Tell them JCB and Bam from Ringside sent you. I've actually told my wife that I am fucking done with burgers that aren't smash patties. Fucking done with them. Why is that? Never again. Okay. There's so much lesser. Okay. Lesser well, than. Then go so, check out the best burger that nobody really knows yeah, about. They are more than in the sense of they're bigger, but they are less than in the sense of flavor. Okay. That's yeah. what's up. Fuck non smash patty burgers. <laughs> this is banned from ringside. All right. Not a whole lot of ads and ends here, guys, but I feel like we need to talk about Becky Lynch, and Becky Lynch is doing serious, serious work. Man. Doing good work. She did a great promo on SmackDown, responding to Ronda Rousey, making fun of her for having to take jobs while she was training to be a wrestler. Any thoughts on that, guys? Oh, Great she promo. rips her fucking arm off and beats her with it. I swear to God. My problem with this now is how do you book this? Because Ronda's got to win because that's what Vince wants. But I agree. you don't want you don't want Becky has to look Be- strong. Becky has to look strong. You'd have to make Becky look strong, but then in some way it just can't be a pin. I'm thinking it's DQ, DQ. in some form I think or fashion it's Charlotte, this way. I think it's Charlotte to set up Charlotte Ronda. I got a way to book it. WrestleMania. Talk I got to a way it. to book it. Talk to me. Double turn. Like, Becky's acting like a heel right now, but Ronda's acting like a face, but I'd, Becky... I'd be into that. Clearly, Becky clearly has the crowd behind her. It and Ronda... I think the crowd is. It would work if you towards, add. It, it would if you add Shayna Baszler and the other three four horsemen to that and yeah. flipped it like that. I can go with that. I that mean, would make sense. I mean, when you think about WWE booking, you have to. Th- it's not like NJPW. Like you have to think like they can always add Shane to the mix and just have him win everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's like, it, always bullshit can happen. 
But I think they're sitting on a gold mine with Becky Lynch. I think that Becky Lynch is doing the best work in WWE. Like I said, right my, now, my biggest fear if they regardless have her of gender, lose, she's the, the only crowd reason, might go ape shit. She's the only reason I watch WWE's product. Honestly, she's the Man. reason. She's what I get excited about finding out what happened. Man, when she said on Thursday, on Tuesday night that I know Ronda that you're the baddest bitch on the planet and at Survivor Series I'm going to make, make you, you mine. mine. Like, I was like, uh oh, that, <laughs> that was good. And then she cut a promo backstage. That they only aired on WWE that I saw on Twitter where she only reiterated that stuff. And it was it was a tremendous Twitter or a tremendous promo. And I'll say this. I know that people are calling her the next rock. She's not the next rock. Yeah, slow down. People are calling her the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's closer. Slow down. The promo that she cut the other night was Dusty Rhodes. She was talking about how she came up from nothing and how she had to work all these jobs and shit like that. And that's a Dusty Rhodes promo. That's a dream promo. And that's, and that's the face. And that's a face promo to boot. And that's yeah. the shit that people get behind. Right. She's yeah, also she was pausing when the audience goes crazy. She is now pausing and like smile. Like she was in baby face in, mode. Right? Yeah, she that's is. I like the double turn. I think they tell her. I think they'd probably tell her, hey, don't shy away from the face stuff. If the crowd likes you, go in. They, because she hasn't healed on the crowd at all. She Since did the, the first night. She did early. She did the first night. The first night, and, night and now it it's after she, It didn't work because they kept cheering her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about right. to say, everybody loves the Becky Lynch story unless you are a hardcore Charlotte fan. And period. I love Charlotte. I am a hardcore Charlotte fan, but. Guilty as charged. But <laughs> Becky is a better promo. She's a better character right and now. And no other woman in the company could have the uh, the uh, the catchphrase "I'm the man" right and get and away, get away with, it. with it. No, because we were talking about this on Sunday. Like it's weird as a as a catchphrase for a woman, especially in this in this environment. But it's badass to say that I'm the man, and she gets away with it every and, time. And I look, she's and the it man is as good. far as I'm concerned. Uh, the only other thing I really want uh, Ambrose came out, and I I I like that they're stretching out the Ambrose. Explanation. That's Every, fine with me. Everybody's no, cool with that, right? No rush. Absolutely. I also didn't mind uh, AOP winning the tag belts from Rollins because it protects Rollins and it's a way to put the belts on AOP. And Rollins <laughs> came out with the belts. Uh, somebody here wanted to talk about Almas versus Ray? Yeah, man. Okay, see, this is the bullshit I'm talking about, dog. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, Omis is going, oh, Vince likes Omis, Vince likes Omis, Vince is going to push Omis, and then here comes Rey Mysterio, and all of a sudden, Omis is back to square one again. Man, that's bullshit. Vince is always going to go to his guaranteed money. Look, there was I'm a not t- defending it. There was a saying. time where you didn't have Hulk Hogan, you didn't have these big stars, they jumping ship to WCW or whatever the fucking case may be, you had to give the ball to Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Undertaker, and so on and so forth. At a certain point, Roman Reigns ain't coming back anytime soon. Damn, you... Book Larry AJ Bird like isn't shit. walking through that door. You book AJ like shit. Kevin McHale isn't walking Joe through that like door. Shit. We didn't even talk about Joe. Isn't walking through that door. We didn't even talk about Joe. Red Airback isn't walking through that door. Crown Jew again, man. Here's your here's your Dish check, Joe. Johnson isn't walking through okay? that door. Here comes Almas, this fucking 
beautiful, shiny fucking toy that everybody wants to play with. But no, here's Rey Mysterio. Fuck you it. Just Let's just play with the Rey Mysterio. A beautiful fucking, fucking shiny, shiny toy. toy. That's the first present I want to open up on Christmas Day. Not these bullshit socks that I know is in this fucking box. I'm not going to get mad about one loss on SmackDown. It was a really great match. It was good wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> See, did you being too nice again, man? Nah, how he many just times he you back down to earth. No, how many times that he's lost to? Oh, no big deal. No big deal. Daniel Bryan. Twice. Now Be- you got this shit. Come Becky, on, man. Becky Lynch, nice. versus, Becky Lynch versus Nikki Cross was a fun little surprise. Awesome. awesome. Uh, yeah. Also, awesome. Uh, we're not doing our official predictions till next week, but I want your unofficial prediction this year, this week, <laughs> and I only want one word. <laughs> Styles or Brock? Who's winning? Murray. <sighs> Brock. Jason. It's unofficial, right? It's unofficial. AJ. Zach. Unofficial AJ. Unofficial Brock. And see, it's AJ's uh, turn. Thank you. Damn, yeah. man. Like, shit. The, referee, the referee is going to miss a, a tap out or something. Oh, man. Don't do that. Oh, shit. Don't the, do only, that. the only that thing I wanted really to mention was that high. I love Elias, and everybody, I think everybody everybody here has lots of, everybody here has put their stock in Elias. They bought their stock in Elias. He had the match against Ziggler the other night, and he looked blown up, man. Dude didn't look like he could last that long. Well, he it just was, sits down and plays guitar every yeah. week. <laughs> I oh, know, shit. but dude, you gotta get get in some cardio, dude. Well, I mean, damn, how do you get in cardio? You put him in fucking matches. It was like two months where straight when he didn't shit. have a match. I got cardio this morning. Didn't have to fight anybody. You know what? Not everybody wants to run a mile like your dumb ass. Yeah, but if I was gonna be on TV, maybe I would do it. Guess you ain't on TV. Me? Yeah. Go run your mile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I ran two and a half miles this morning, motherfucker. Guess, who, guess what I ain't doing? Running two and a half miles. If I'm running two and a half miles, you better have the boys in blue behind me. This is banned from ringside. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate the hell of you taking the time out to listen to our podcast. We have some birthdays. Hold on. Oh, Zach. Sam, God damn. <laughs> we have some birthdays. Ted DiBiase Jr. is 36. Yeah. Keith Lee is 34. Okada is 31. Y2J is 48. Pete Dunn is 25. Billy Gunn is 55. Cowboy Bob Orton, still alive. alive. 68. Right. Ryback is 37. <laughs> Peyton Royce is 26. Leo Rush is 24. Yep. Disco Inferno is 50. Tanahashi is 42. Sunil Singh is 34. Albert. Alive. R.I.P. Tensai is 46. Kalisto is 32. Nobody's going to get R.I.P. until YouTube comes out. <laughs> I'm just plugging little like things said, in there. We appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. Sam, you can start up again. Strike the music, Johnny! Four! <laughs> Sam's like, fuck. I'm so glad this hour Shock City Studios. <laughs> for Soul Taco. Jack. For JJ Twigs. Jack. For F&B Eatery. Jack. For Sam the Muller Mall. Sorry, Sam, I love you. Jack. Merman. For Two Beers. Zach Coleman. For JCB. I am Justin Beefer. And everybody, boo the heels. And don't text while you're driving. Why not? Multitask? Be cool, wrap your tool. <laughs> <laughs>